Everybody, welcome to a special edition of the Feline Sports Podcast, the Forever I Love Atlanta Sports Podcast. Here with your boy, Coach Mario, and my co-host, the Don. What's going on today, man? What's good, y'all? Happy Easter. I hope everybody um, enjoying their day. You know, if you whether if you went to church or you stayed at the house or you cooking, you invite me over for a place. You know, hey, um, I hope y'all join y'all day. So I know some people not really listening to this live. If you are, appreciate it. Um, the, the live chat is open. You can feel free to ask us any questions that are pertaining to Atlanta United. We're going over Atlanta. We're going over Atlanta United today. That, that, that's what we're going over today. Um, if you haven't um, subscribed to this channel, please subscribe to this channel. Uh, we, like I said, we're growing each and every week and um hit the like button and share with your friends you can also uh, follow us on twitter uh, facebook and on instagram yes we have an instagram account now so all of those links to our um social media accounts are in the description so I, during the video after the video if you want to go follow us over there you can um we're gonna uh, we have a special guest today uh, from down south soccer and he's going to introduce himself in a second. But as always, come holla at your sports podcast. You're off today, man. <laughs> I, was, I was pulling up the live chat and you caught me off guard. I was trying to pull up the live chat over here. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, go ahead, Rob, and introduce yourself, plug your information. Hey guys, uh, this is Rob Bushry, uh, managing at Dirty Soft Soccer. Um, you can follow me at Rob Bushry or follow the blog at, at Dirty Soft Sock. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Okay, glad you could come on. Uh. All right, man, so I guess we can uh, get into running down. Um, the news of the week since we talked last, uh, our Hawks are off chilling for the summer. No news there. Um, Braves uh, been playing uh, Arizona, the Diamondbacks. We were home against the Diamondbacks. We lost that 4-1 to Thursday. We were talking during the show. And then uh, Friday, we went to Cleveland. We got rained out. And um, yesterday, we had a doubleheader. And uh, game one, we dropped game one, 8-4. to but we won game two, seven to eight. Uh, Julio got roughed up a little bit in game one. He gave up like a five earned. Um, tonight, we're still in Cleveland. We have the uh, Indians again. That was a great game last night. They came back in the ninth inning yeah. and pretty much won it. Like It looked like yesterday was like going to be a bad sports day for Atlanta, like it always yeah. normally be. But like the Braves, they came in, they came through last night, and they, you know, took care of business. Hopefully, they can, I guess, stay on a hot streak, get back on a hot streak, because I know lately they haven't been playing well. You know, it's been pretty much the same issue all pretty much these past few weeks: bullpen trash. So <laughs> we can, you know, get some confidence in these pitchers, you know, and play solid on baseball, you know. We can we can do good. Until, you know. Well, it's funny yesterday uh, the game that late comeback man it reminds you of a little league game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure did. That's what I'm thinking too. Game. It was classic little league game. <laughs> What's going on in Falcons news, Don? Uh, 
Yes. Uh, well, we covered some Falcons information on Wednesday when we had Real Pat Man. Shout out to Real Pat Man on Unintentional Grounding. But um, Keith Hegman to a one-year deal. Um, I know most Falcons fans, um, they know him. They heard of him. He was on the team from 2014 to 2016. He was there when we went to the uh, Super Bowl. And you got some people, you know, that's pretty much like this movie. You got some people that say, eh, you know, my opinion on it is like, it's just another count body. Queen's bringing in everybody. Everybody's going to compete. Like, there's no title. No one is entitled to a spot on the team. Everybody's going to battle. Yeah, it's a one-year deal. It's a one-year deal, and it's insurance policy because you never know. We may not get our guy in the draft. So this is a safe, it's a safe, it's a safe signing. And like I said, during training camp, everybody's gonna compete. And whoever come out, you know, the strongest, they're gonna start week one. So that's all I got to say about um, that. So I think people don't realize that a hundred players come to camp. Fifty-three are gonna make the everyday roster, and you're gonna have eight uh uh practice squad player so a hundred guys are coming to camp anyway so when people say oh we signed so and so you know they still have to make the team i mean anybody who is not on a multi-year deal or did not get a substantial signing bonus i mean they're they're like i said they're competing for a spot on the team usually anybody who's drafted fourth round or better or later is competing for a spot on the team that doesn't mean they're going to make the team usually first through third round is going to make the team but that's no guarantee but usually they are yeah. all right and i guess uh that brings us right to the topic at hand atlanta united um had on the powder blues yesterday when i turned on the game i kept like man do i have on the correct game the powder blues threw me off a little bit uh we dropped to Dallas, <laughs> um, two nil yesterday. Uh, had some chances to score late. It was exciting, exciting. Game. Um, Dallas uh, got a super early goal and were able to hang on. And you know, uh, we just weren't able to, to get over the hump and 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 tie or get the win. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Give I'm gonna give props for you know I'm gonna get my props that Dallas uh, goalkeeper yesterday that boy something something special man like he did a great job you know like making sure nothing get past him you know I'll, I'll, Rob you saw the game yesterday did you of course yeah yeah I'm I'm pretty much accurate with what I just said. Yeah, I mean you gotta give credit to Jesse Gonzalez. He was had a great game. I think. If you look, if you talk about the the match that's the past weekend where you played so well against, against New England, I don't think there was much difference in the performances. It was just the ball didn't go in the net in one game like it did the other game. And man, yesterday we had what, probably about four shots that just missed. You know, we had a couple shots that 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 I mean, at least four that I can remember just right off the top of my head that just missed that I thought were going to be goals. So. You know, I mean, we, we were mad about the offense the same, you know, a couple of weeks ago. But yesterday I, I saw some some shots on goal. We just we just didn't make them. Yeah. Um, so, so, Rob, do you think that the 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 
the thing with the offense is more overblown, or do you think it is a problem with the, you know, with us scoring? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about it too much. I would actually say it's probably encouraging how many chances we've had. If you look at the the first four games, it was it was very demoralizing how we were playing. We just didn't create anything. It was pretty bad. Um, but these last two games, we've created so many chances. Um, we just I I really don't like to make excuses for the team, but you have to chalk up yesterday as being unlucky. So I'd be pretty happy with how they played generally. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I agree because. You know, I mean, I, I saw some, I saw, I saw us get open shots on goal. We just, we just didn't make them or the goalie, like, like um Don said, the goalie made good plays. So uh, I, I guess if we get those same shots and other opportunities, you, you figure we'll convert some of those. Yeah, absolutely. That's the, that's the, that's the, that's the plan that we hope for. Um, if the more, the more opportunities you create, the the better chance you're going to have to score. So if you keep creating that bulk of opportunities, they're eventually going to go in the net. Yeah. I just think the strikers we have outside of Martinez, I think Martinez, you know, he's like the best, the the best striker in the league. But I think the other people who, who we have up there striking, like, I don't, I'm not really, I'm not really sold on them yet, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, Look at Ezekiel Barco. He's been probably our best player this season. Last year he really struggled. Now he's coming to his own. Um, he's very. He should be very encouraged about how he's playing. Um, I would be worried about Tito Vijal, but he has not uh, played up to his standards just like he had the past two seasons. Um, and then you got Pitti Martinez, who's coming in new, very high-paid player huh, that we hope to really get in the gear uh, eventually. But yeah, it's it's worrisome right now how it's so focused on Martinez, and right now he's not not playing at his best level so it's it's worrisome yeah because everybody last week you know we beat new england and new england is not a good team <laughs> let's just let's just keep it let's just call it spade a spade but that pretty much brought life back into our fan base brought life into the team and we can't we had a home game yesterday and like okay we playing home and you know we have a great home record like can't nobody really come here and beat us and yesterday, uh, things pretty much went 180 again. And, you know, <clears throat> we just pretty much explained why we lost. Like, Dallas just had an excellent goalkeeper. Um, okay, I thought you were about to say something. But, yeah, um, you know, Dallas had a great goalkeeper and, you know, it just our defense yesterday, you know, they was a little bit off. It's a little bit off. So Yeah, I mean like, I don't want to heart back onto it, but uh you say we, uh the, the the New England performance encouraged everyone. Uh I think the fact is just the general soccer fan just looks at everything black and white, you either win or you lose, but there really was no difference in between the performances. There's just the uh, you know we got unlucky one game and we did it in the other game. So I mean, it's it's hard to it's hard to like grasp that we're playing well and losing, but you just got to do that sometimes in soccer. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, and it's still early. You know, a lot of fans don't understand that. Like we got what we we got May, June, July, August, September is season. Season ends what in like late October? Yeah. 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 
we got a lot. Like we still have a lot, a lot of games left. Like we can still make the playoffs and still, you know, try to win another cup. But you gotta understand, you know, we have a new coach and his style is different from Tata's. So it's gonna take a lot of players. You see a lot of players having a lot of growing pains right now under the board. So it's I can see the identity we're trying to create, and it looks like it's gonna be great. It's gonna be good. But we just got to be patient. Yeah, MLS is a MLS is a notorious league for uh, being able to start slow and then come on late. Uh, you just have so much leeway in MLS just because so many teams make the playoffs, and there's really not an onus on being like the best team in the regular season. So there's a lot of time to really turn it around for Atlanta. United. All right. All right. Anybody who's tuning in right now wants. We're talking about the ups and downs of Atlanta United. Um, if you're just now tuning in, please, you know, uh, comment in the comment section. If you have any questions, we're answering throughout the show. You want to just shout us out, we'll shout you out back. Um, <clears throat> please, you know, hit the like button, uh, share with your friends, family, significant other, whoever. And um, please subscribe to our channel. So. If we, miss the, if we miss the playoffs, the city uh, will will call for Frank's head. <laughs> Say that again. If we miss the playoffs, the city is going to call for Frank's head. It's of gonna, course. It's be, yeah. Of course, of course, man. Like, I, it's, it's where we, you got to understand. And I'm not just talking to the United. It's just Atlanta sports fans, period. We want to we win now, but... People forget like the recipe of how to win, how to win, and how to build a championship team. All right, we had something, but yes, we had, we won last year. All right, but people gotta understand what happened between when we won until now. There's so many things that happened with this team. You can't just expect that we just gonna go out there and win and blow everybody out. You know, <laughs> other teams got good uh, um, this past off season too. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that if Atlanta United missed the playoffs, that the board is gone. They uh, Atlanta United just see themselves as a huge club, and that would to not make the playoffs in MLS, which is pretty much the easiest thing to do, especially for how much money they spend, would be an, a disaster. So, I don't think Atlanta f fans have to worry about that. If they miss the playoffs, he's gone for sure. Yeah, I you know I agree to a certain to a certain extent, but I'm just I'm. It's just like I said, I'm not I'm taking myself out of the, the mind of Atlanta United and I'm just putting myself just in a broad spectrum of Atlanta sports. Like, you know, a coach come in. And, you know, and it it made me sit to my stomach yesterday and we're going into another topic right now. Uh the fans leaving early, you know, not standing there. And just watching the game in it entirely, you know, I don't understand that. You know, I really don't understand why fans are leaving early. Yes, we was down two, we was around, we was down two and zero. You know, I believe it was like at the eighty third minute or something like that. Um, Joseph hit, um, made it on shot, but before then, a lot of fans was leaving. Support the team. You bought, you bought a ticket to go see the go see the game, see the game in its entirety. That just that, that right there. That's not 
on national TV at that. That right there doesn't send a good message to the sports world. And people are going to say, oh, well, Atlanta still is a transit city. Atlanta, oh, oh, people only go show up if you win. And if you lose, and ain't nobody going to show up. That's why we get a bad rep because of fans just, fans like that just want to just up and leave. The real fans always dead in the game. The people who come for the entertainment factor, you know, Atlanta. Hey, I'm trying to get on 75, 85, or I-20 or trying to get off Peach Street because of the traffic. So the real fans stay, but the people who come for the entertainment factor, yeah, they're out of there. But but here's my thing. Beach, I hate that beat traffic. What does that got? <laughs> like, you're not, tra that's traffic 24-7 in Atlanta. You're not going to beat traffic leaving 10 minutes before the game um, go, um, is over. You you just not. You know, a matter of fact, I went to I went to a Hawks game um, back in February. All right, after the third quarter, because the Hawks the Hawks was losing, we won the game uh, eventually. But at the end of the third quarter, it's so many fans just up and just left the game. Mm -hmm. yep. yep. And I'm saying to myself, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying. You know, they won the game, and I was happy. And you know. Me and my son, we just hang, hung out around, hung out for 30 minutes or whatever, and, you know, we left. It's better to just stay after the game and just, you know, meet and greet and mingle, and then you can, you know, be, you can wait and let traffic die down and then leave. Yeah. Like, I just don't – that's just an excuse. That's a cop-out for a fan to say, oh, I'm trying to beat the traffic. You're not beating in traffic. You're going to be stuck. <laughs> So, and to another topic, you know, when we won the championship last year, you have some people in Atlanta, yes, I'm going to call people out. You know, some people that never followed soccer or never played soccer, you know, they got a, they, you know, got aboard, you know, Atlanta United, which is good because the team needs it. You know, every, you know, you're supposed to support your own local team. But you see now a lot of people like, eh, well, I don't want to follow them anymore or, you know, well, I'll come back if they come to the playoffs. So you have casual fans like that. So what's your opinion on that, uh, Rob? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a tough situation because, um, like you said, there are a lot of casual fans, but there are some di there are diehard fans, too. It's just you got to take the good with the bad. Um it's all you're always gonna do. The team's always gonna be go after that casual fan just because they want you know they want the, the those sellout numbers. They want to make those headlines. So, um, it's really hard to say you know don't come to Atlanta United games if you're not a hardcore fan just because you know you need those fans. So, um, it's it's just a tricky situation. I mean, you just have to accept that that's gonna happen. I think. Yeah, coach. Yeah, like like I said, you know, I, I always, you know, Atlanta, like I say before, Atlanta is the entertainment factor for the sports, you know, so people don't come, like, you know, with it, you know, I know you don't like it, with it being a transit city, like, people don't have these things, like Atlanta United, you know, people didn't grow up with this team, so they're, they're not, you didn't go to the games with your granddad you know you didn't go to the games with your dad so people going down there oh let's check this soccer thing out 
oh, okay, it's cool. All right, let's go. You know, so and and the same with not just soccer, same with the with the other sports. Same with hey, I heard this Trey Young's pretty good. Let's go check him out. Oh, okay, let's go. Hey, I heard Julio's pretty good. Oh, let me go see the new stadium, check out Julio. Okay, we're losing. Oh, okay, let's go. So I think you you have that aspect in all of the Atlanta sports, where it's like I say, some of the older cities, you don't see that as much because it's ingrained in them. They grew up with these teams, you know. All right. Um, look at the chat right now. What's good, PSN? He said, got to get back into it. Um, yeah, man. We, you know, they will eventually. I, I really see after this game, I really see, I'm really going to start to see a little improvement uh, from the team. Uh, let's get to, let's jump into the next topic. The next topic is about hashtag fire the board. It's becoming more vocal. I remember after we lost the uh, the Concaf uh, Championship uh, League, we lost there. Folks pretty much start calling. Some people start calling the fire the board the board, and now you see it everywhere on social media now. Um, I know we just touched uh, touched that topic um, a few minutes ago, but <clears throat> you know, like Rob just said, told us. Hey, we got a lot of money invested in this team, and we know how the type of owner Arthur Blank is. So, if we don't get right, if the team doesn't get right, I say by, I say by the end of June. Our prediction, Rob. Yeah, I mean, it's like we said, Atlanta United see themselves as a really big club. They have very high standards. I think uh, earlier in the season, DeBoer got a little flack just because he said that the fans have or were spoiled by the last two years and you know have high mm-hmm. expectations. But the fact is, the fans are gonna keep gonna save his job um, if they're not happy. You know, when season ticket renewals come around and like the fans are really unhappy, maybe there's that influences uh, the front office decision to keep him or not. So, um. I would say it's a little bit too early to really hop on that, you know, DeBoer out uh, bandwagon. But if things don't turn around in the next month or so, there it might be some legitimate claims to that, uh, to that, the guy. Yeah, I agree. I, I think uh, I, I don't see us going on that catastrophic of a slide. So I don't I don't think that he'll lose his job this year. I think uh like Rob said though, you know, if 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 we miss the playoffs or something like that, I certainly think he would be he would be gone. But I don't see us, like I say, I don't I don't see us being that bad. So it's hard for me to see uh DeBoer not being here, at least to the end of the season. And if you look at the past couple of seasons, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Rob. Like we started, even with Tata, we started off slow, and like by June we started yeah, catching, yeah, the, the yeah. Squad, like catching their stride, and they started beating up everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, the first season that was the, you know, it was the first year, and everybody had, everybody gave leeway just because you yeah. know, no expectations. Yeah, uh, we find we made the playoffs eventually, and everything was, you know, fine. Second year, I mean, I think we first lost the first game, but then we kicked in the high gear and we're really good pretty much the rest of the season. So I guess that's what has everyone spoiled. It was always going to be a tough transition period. So, uh, you know, you're always going to have to be patient. So, um, yeah, I just, 
I don't think it's too, it's way too early to panic. I agree with Mario. I think it's going to turn around as long as we keep creating these chances we have the past two games. Um, yeah. I think people just need to chill out a little bit, honestly. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Dan. Oh, go ahead. I'm just reading. I was, I was about to uh, get on to the next topic. Okay, go ahead. Uh, oh, I was I was actually gonna pose it um, to Rob. So, do uh, do you think Pity um, has adjusted to the MLS style versus the international versus the the style he was used to playing in uh, South America? Do you think he's adjusted now because it seems like here is more of a tight control game versus you know? And I could be wrong about this because I'm not a super you know, but it seems like the MLS is more tight control game versus, you know, the the international matches seem to be more wide open running style. More, it seems like more the style that we played last year. Uh, am I right on that? And do you think he's adjusted? Yeah, it's funny. I said uh, before this season that I thought um, Pitti's uh, Pitti's uh, style of play really fit the board, like you know Miguel's. Fit Tata, just how they were so frantic and wide open, up and down. I thought they fit together. And uh, Pitti's more technical and it's a slower pace, so I thought that would fit well. I just, I don't, I think last year, just uh, last year, Barco had a real hard time adjusting, I think, the same way with Pitti. But unlike Barco, uh, Pitti's come into a more unstable situation. So it's, it, it's not only the adjustment period he's going through, it's, you know, the team's struggling, they don't have an identity, so it's just piled on, made it doubly as hard. So I think uh, he showed some really good signs yesterday of uh, improving. He had some really good, really good moments, so it's way too uh, early to be worried about him, I think. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, yeah, I... I... I'm not worried about him at all. You know, I, I do think that uh that that he's great. Um it seems to me that, you know, we need some guys that can that can capitalize off the opportunities he's making. You know, so I'm you know, I'm I'm more concerned about can the other guys, you know, like you say, uh Barco and uh I forget his name, like fifteen, like uh can they can they capitalize on those opportunities when he does, when he's able to make a run or he's able to make a pass or a cross or something like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's always about the, the the guys who can finish the chances. If exactly. it, right now it doesn't seem like DeBoer is really his game plan and his plan is centered on getting uh, Joseph on the end of those chances. Mm -hmm. If if we don't get him on the end of the chances, there's really not anyone who's has that mentality to go make those runs and get on the end of those crosses. So you either got to change your game plan or find, find another player who can do what Joseph does. Yeah. Yeah. And pity, you know, it's, it's going to take him a while to get used to MLS style of soccer. So I'm not, you know, one should give up on him yet. You know, we, we know what, what we have in him and it's going to take us, a, it's going to take us a while for him to, you know, to get adjusted and for him to go out there, you know, with Joseph and uh, Julian Gressel and all those other players to, you know, say, hey, you know, we have our super, another superstar on the squad and this is what we're going to end up doing. And, you know, so, but, um, but yeah, I saw it yesterday 
Like, Joseph had opportunities to score. I don't know if it's just a lack of communication between his teammates or how they was lined up, but it, it was some it was something that was flawed yesterday. You know, on top of the Dallas goalkeeper pretty much doing his <laughs> pretty much take everything how it was yesterday and just say hey you know this one once this wasn't uh um, one night day huh one night day it's just one night day because you just can't because some people just blaming it on oh well well it was we didn't we didn't have any chances to score yes we did it's just we just met our we just met our match and on top of that you if you go blame the offense you need to blame the defense because we didn't play good defense neither because yep. we gave up a goal like within the what the first way yeah man that guy curved that pass right over man that run the pass he made the assist it was an awesome assist and we already know once a team score on us the first it's kind of hard to get back it's hard for us to come back like little even so on the, yeah, when we're talking about defense, it really starts with uh, how DeBoer uh, set up his team at home. We really played a very attacking uh, formation and style, and it really uh, left us vulnerable in the back to counterattacks because all they did all game was just basically sit back and wait for us to make a mistake and bomb forward and hit us with two goals. And we saw that a lot in, actually in Tata's first year until he made some adjustments and figured out how to defend that. So that's what DeBoer's got to do is figure out how to stop that counterattack. Yeah, like I said, it, it's all growing pains right now. So it's it's they're gonna take time to get adjusted and get used to how to how we can we you know play in this style versus what he wanted to do at the very beginning of the season because you know coaches are not dumb. They know how to adjust the team the right way, and we have he have all the the personnel on that team to say, okay, well, I'm going to sit you down for this this amount of time, but I'm going to play you, and I'm going to give you a shot. So, just like I said, I want to hear that. You know, um, one fan I want to uh, uh, give a spotlight out to is Allison. Her last name is kind of hard. Um, Cupertino, whatever her last name is. But, like, she pretty much uh, said something on the lines of, you know, if you giving up on this team, then you wasn't a fan to begin with. And that's pretty much that pretty much is it was very true until a certain extent that you know it had pretty much and she's a she's a pretty much uh founding member of um Atlanta United. I'm talking about when when the team got off the ground, she was like one of the founding people. So you know, it's like I said, it's gonna take time. For us to catch our stride, I'm going to say, like I said before, it's going to take us to June. If we don't hit that stride in June, then, you know, then we can start hitting that panic, panic button. But until then, you know, everybody just needs to chill out. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a, it's a frustrating time. I'm frustrated. Everybody's frustrated. We're going to say some things. and uh, But if you're really seriously about, you know, thinking about giving up on the team or, you know, selling your tickets or whatever, I know I tweet some jokes about maybe, you know, people selling their tickets or whatever, but it's just, you got to be patient. It's going to turn around. Mm -hmm. I'm with that. 
Yep, I'm expecting them to uh, hit stride once they get used to each other. Because uh, once they get used to each other, once they get used to the new coach, um, it is talent on this team. So I'm expecting them to hit hit stride. And uh, unfortunately, this is a football town. So once training camp starts late July, August, people are going to forget about them, and then we're going to they're going to find out like, hey, Atlanta United is doing good. They're in the playoffs again, and then people will try to jump back on board. <laughs> exactly. This, this I'm a I'm if I'm going to quote something, I'm going to quote it the right way. This is Allison Cupertino. I just pulled it up. Uh, she said, if you're an Atlanta United team and a coach, and get out there and cheer for them. For for the, I'm not going to, I'm going to bleep it out for the team. <laughs> and she said, they need us more than ever. And I'm not about to be a fan that proves all these other people right. I'm all in. That's what's up. Right? You know, that's, we need fans. We need a lot of fans like that. And I'm not just talking about for United. I'm talking about for like the Falcons, Braves, Hawks, um, your Bulldogs, Mario. <laughs> The uh, yellow jackets, whoever you know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't hate tech on this show. Y'all saw I tweeted, made a tech yesterday. We don't hate tech. Hey, where my tech supporters at? Yeah, yeah. We all we hey, we support Georgia State. You know, yeah, Kansas State. State, all of them. You know, if y'all, you know, if you were expert at talking about tech or um, Georgia up. State, Kennesaw, yeah. hit us up. You know, we'll bring you on the show and we'll give you, you know. All the time in the world to talk about, you know, the school, you know, that you represent. So, know something about the school. Don't be just a fan. I like their colors. <laughs> or my cousin, or my cousin go there. <laughs> Number three, he fast. I like them. <laughs> or I dated, or I dated somebody that went there. Yeah, but, but I guess. But um, Rob, go ahead and plug your stuff, man. Yeah, just check out our website, DirtySouthSoccer.com. Uh, we cover the team as best we can, even if, you know, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution thinks they cover it better. We we try our best. Um, yeah, check us out daily huh? if you like news or just our opinions. I'm going to I'm going to go off a tangent. Uh, Dirty South Soccer and Unregulated with JT. Well, not JT. Uh, Jay Riddle. I'm sorry. If I'm going to say his name, I'm going to say it right. Jay Riddle. From unregulated and then dirty south soccer, like I follow you guys a lot and I read a lot of y'all um y'all articles and everything. Y'all do a great job. You do a great job over there, uh, dirty south soccer. So um, y'all keep up. Let's say I just hit the follow button. Okay, I've been following y'all for a good minute anyway. So um, just you know keep up the good work and you know uh, feel the sports podcast. We're gonna continue to support y'all. And you know, hopefully, y'all can support us back. You know, so yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the support. We'll, we'll shout you guys out for sure. All right, appreciate it. Anything else you need to share, Mario? Uh, coach, no, I just want to say one thing. Well, one thing, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I know Don, Don doesn't care, Rob. You know, winter is here though, don't you? Oh, I'm, I'm. Down for winter. I'm wait, I'm ready for it to be here. Okay. I'm ready for it all. Let's go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and on that note, hey, uh, Don's not a watcher. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't watch. I don't watch it. But I know one thing that's that's about to be here though. What? The NFL draft. <laughs> oh yeah, that is coming. So, up. so yes. Uh, 
yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, Thursday, I'm just going to announce it. Thursday, we're going to be doing our uh, draft cast. Um, it's not going to be live on YouTube. We're just going to pretty much hang out, hang out on Google Hangouts. Um, I'm trying to choose between seven and ten people that can hang out with me. We can just sit here and just talk football and talk about all the picks. And then um, at the end of the end of the first round, me and Coach will go live and we're gonna pretty much talk about the uh, the draft pick. Uh, Mad Mike Sports, um, he's gonna come over and he's gonna um, be our guest that night. And then Tuesday, the, oh, not Tuesday after the second day, which is Friday. Evening, um, we're going to have um, Aaron Freeman from Locked, Locked on Falcons podcast. He's going to come on, and we're going to talk about our day two um, draft uh, picks. And then the last day of the draft, um, rounds four through seven, after we pick out, after we make our selections from those uh, rounds, we're going to have um, Pat Man. He's going to come on again, and we're going to talk about those picks. So it's going to be a busy week. Um, here on Feel the Sports Podcast. So please make sure you guys um, follow along with us. Uh, once again, please subscribe to our please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, share this um, share our channel with your friends and um, you know, like hit the like button. So as always, come holler, come holler. At the hometown sports podcast. On that note, y'all have a great Easter, and we'll see you guys Thursday evening. Have a great week.